they train a jury to, you know, go based off of evidence. I find this hard that their feelings of unfair when they're signing contracts of clarity. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 294 of The Real Word. Word is up. Six weeks. I'm West. Six weeks. I'm not up. Look six at that. Weeks, People are usually talking about six weeks of, you know, Christmas or Thanksgiving. Really? Six weeks of, of a holiday? That's a little that's a little much for me. Uh, hopefully, right after this Real Word, I do a talk. Hopefully, I'll be home in six hours if my flight doesn't get delayed i'm here on the west coast well you San just Diego. jinxed that yeah i probably did but let's let's get into the big week of the last seven days week two of the sitzer burnett trial uh this is what we're talking about the great big quote last week nicole yep. be careful when the rabbit gets the gun this is from the uh of course the home seller plaintiff's attorney michael ketchmark who's made quite a name for himself he's representing the home seller plaintiff's uh, and this was uh, directed at the Home Services of America attorney. Okay, he had a question about an ongoing class action trial, which defendants, of course, the other trial that we're talking about include NAR and you know all the franchisers here. And he couldn't get a straight answer, so he got this is according to Inman.com. By the way, shout out to Inman; they've been doing a great job with uh, Andrea uh, being boots on the ground covering this. So I do want to give them a shout on that. Uh, he said the frustration level is through the roof. Um, while turning to another attorney in the room, he accused Home Services lawyer of not being an honest broker and hinted that he would be unrelenting and uh, be careful when the rabbit gets the gun. When you make these little – I've been in a local board um, ethics complaint hearing before. Because mm -hmm. uh, you were – were you on were you on trial? I was, I don't know if they call it a trial. Do they call that a trial? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you were anyway, up. Anyway, so this is a long time ago. So it was you. It's like 2012. Yeah. I won five nothing, by the way. Yeah? Um, like it was like a, like a, like a fight like, or it was like an arm wrestle. What do you mean? Five, five. Oh, you mean five people were so you on your five, side. Five board members okay. and the vote was five nothing that, that I didn't do anything wrong. Right. I sent a mailer to a neighborhood and um, the lead, the, the head of the HOA uh, filed an ethics complaint saying I couldn't mail to this neighborhood. Oh. Um, and it's really because his best friend is an agent. Uh, his best friend's son was an agent who sold a lot of property there. So little daddy's boy cried to daddy and head of the HOA. And I'm says, surprised they even took that seriously. I mean, that's. Well, I left that board because they did take it seriously. I had a big problem with the yeah. uh, board leader. I said, you're going to, I sent a piece of mail. Right. Uh, and so anyways, Long story, that guy, the HOA, he realized he had no case here and he got really frustrated in the room and he, he was basically saying that I was white trash. He goes, you know, all thoroughbreds are horses, but all horses are not thoroughbreds. Wow. And he was basically saying, you don't belong sending mail into this high-end community. Wow. Um, and so when people get frustrated in these hearings, they say wild things about horses and rabbits. Be careful when the rabbit gets the gun. Okay. I don't know. I don't know many rabbits that can do much with a gun, Nicole. Do you? No, I was uh, trying to figure out this. I've never heard the saying before. Um, 
No. Yeah. Do they even know. have? It's like a cart. Do they have hands? It's like a cartoon or something. So the, the, the trial is scheduled <laughs> for two more weeks. So we're into week two now mm-hmm. here. As you're listening to this pod, we are we are into t- week two, depending on this is recorded Tuesday morning, uh, seven o'clock where I am here on the West Coast, 10 o'clock where you are on the East Coast on Tuesday. So a lot can kind of change. We're just giving you the recap from last week and where we're at this week and kind of our reaction to it all. All right. So it's scheduled for two more weeks. The the strategy so far, uh, as reported by Inman coming directly out of the courtroom has focused on big real estate names that know the rules, NAR, Home Services of America. You know all the defendants by now. Mm -hmm. If not, go back and listen to – we've been doing weekly updates on this. So they're suggesting that these uh, brokerages and NAR ultimately creating a scenario in which home sellers are effectively required to pay a fixed industry standard commission. So their big – case here, their big argument is that there's this huge conspiracy amongst agents to fix a standard commission in real estate. The defendants, um, who as of Monday morning, yesterday morning, uh, had had not begun to call their own witnesses. That's going on this whole week. So we're going to get to see, led by NAR's um, attorney, they're going to get to push back against the idea that major industry organizations have conspired to work together to fix uh, a specific agenda around commissions. Okay. Uh, at the same time, the home seller plaintiffs have emerged into the public spotlight for the first time. So these five home sellers um, are now known. They've not, you know, they took the stand last week. Now, a couple of them last week admitted that they were able to negotiate their commission and they odd so odd how that it's happens a weird, <laughs> it's odd that they here's their argument though and so this is what's kind of emerged as the big takeaway from from the who are by the way the way the attorney is portraying these five uh homeowners home sellers yeah as regular middle class homeowners and their primary interest is changing a system that they feel is unfair. That's how they well, feel. I don't know when feelings become evidence of an overwhelming conspiracy. So if this is the actual argument, right? if this is where we're at and there's not more in week two or week three, I find it hard. Now, a jury could take this anyway, so I don't know what the jury is going to do, obviously. Right. Uh, but, but they, you know, they train a jury to, you know, go based off of evidence. I find this hard that their feelings of unfair when they're signing contracts of clarity to, you know, result in a favorable um, judgment for these home sellers right. for this class action suit, which is why I believe you had two settlements that when we looked at the settlements from Remax and anywhere, we're like, okay, that wasn't makes sense. Wasn't a whole bunch no. there. Um, surprise, I was surprised NAR and home services and Keller Williams didn't decide to go ahead and settle. Cause it's like, okay, but maybe they're, they're like, you know what? We want to reduce that number. Maybe there'll be a settlement this week. Maybe there'll be a settlement next week. You, you can settle mid trial, of course. Um, maybe there's behind the scene conversations. We don't know any of that. I'm just saying maybe there is. Uh, but when you look at week one, I don't know, Nicole, I'm like, I don't really see a huge 
like, uh-oh here. Yeah. Deal? Well, no, I mean, I, I, I think going into the trial, though, too, much like you said, when they, when we saw, when we heard all these other companies that had, um, you know, agreed to um, – Oh, Lord. See, now you got me on the spot. I'm losing all my words here. Um, on the spot? Yeah, I'm on the spot. I don't know. I'm like – Nicole on the spot? I'm on the spot. <laughs> well, I mean, do you feel like you're – do you feel like no, there's – No, I'm Based not, off of the settlements, no. based off of this information, yeah. so now you're worried. Based off the settlements, no. I mean, we went into this being like, uh, if this is all that it is, but it also kind of – I feel like it also justified why, you know, NAR and the other brokerages didn't settle because I, I think that they feel like there isn't enough for them them to really go off of. And again, like we said last week, this is not our Super Bowl. This is their time to shine for us. So they must feel very confident in what it is that they're arguing. And again, I, 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 I hate to use the word I feel, but based on what we're seeing here, I feel, I feel like they're, they're certainly justified in trying to defend what it is um, that we're not doing um, and that they're accusing all of us of, of conspiring to do. Get the most out of our content at BAM by joining BAMX. You can use code REALWORD to get 10% off of BAMX today. Like our YouTube accountability group, all of our courses, live streams, and direct access to our BAM creators in our Facebook group. You also get our daily downloads from the hot sheet every single day. Join BAMX by using code REALWORD to get 10% off today. So um, what what they're really focused on in this um conspiracy around commission, uh, you know, a set standard on commissions is focusing their energy on the training and the coaching practices of the nation, nation's largest uh, franchisors. Right. So they're making the claim that this conspiracy is, is coming down from these top leaders to the agents through their training materials, uh, through the way that their managers are coaching, through the ways that their franchisors, coaches are coaching. Um, and so when it comes to training agents, and this is directly out of Inman, how to handle sell objections, many have been conditioned to accept nothing less. Um, this is Rachel Height, our buddy over uh, agent, contributor at Inman, our buddy uh, Rachel. So she wrote a piece closing at all costs. Are your training materials too aggressive? She actually pulled from some of Mike Ferry's training materials. Uh, I'll read here from her article, but this is directly Mike Ferry material. Mm -hmm. uh, scripting. Will you cut your commissions? Other agents will, question mark. Uh, top agent alternative, the script says. Commissions aren't negotiable with agents that sell homes daily. They are only negotiable with realtors who don't believe in the services that they offer. Now, you told me you had to be gone in 90 days, right? You need a strong service agent that sells homes, right? Uh, number 17, it seems like 7% should be enough to cover your expenses without paying an additional $250 transaction fee. The reason you are going to pay me it more is simple. Every house I list for sale sells and my staff gets them closed. So you walk away with a nice big check in your hand. I mean, that's what you want, isn't it? So these Mike Ferry scripts are pretty bad, by the way. For sure. For <laughs> um, sure. They're not, they're not that great. <laughs> I don't really love these Mike Ferry scripts. Well, but at the end of the day, though, um, the, 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 the consumer, though, that, that seller could still say, no, I don't want to list with you. Right? They can still, and that's my point. But 
despite how bad those scripts are. Terrible scripts. I is, would say no to him as well. Is that is that evidence that there's a conspiracy or is that evidence that there is a negotiation going on? I would argue that that is a pretty weak at this point negotiation right. position yeah. from right. the listing agent. But the homeowner is still negotiating. At this point, they're having a conversation. Anybody in sales should learn at this point, we have better ways to help educate through objections, uh, handle objections. But every salesperson person is, you know, going to be handling objections. Okay. Uh, but they're positioning these homeowners as this is unfair. You got a police officer, a school teacher, they kind of, you know, picked from uh, the bunch there to pull the strings of the, of the jury, but unfair doesn't mean that, um, there's a huge conspiracy right. going on. So, um, I don't know, Rachel goes on in her article to talk about coffee for closers, the movie, um, not sure what that has to do with anything, uh, retraining your training, where to start. Uh, so she gives a blueprint here, uh, on about how to train and, and, uh, moving forward here. So, um, listen, I still don't think that this is evidence, even what, what she's pointed out of a conspiracy. It's a really hard thing to prove that there's this well, big let's, conspiracy. But, let, but, but so, let's keep in mind though, who Mike Ferry is though. He's a real estate coach. I mean, he's coaching agents yep. to try to make the most money that they can. That's his job. That's what the agents are paying him to do, to coach them to, again, I mean, we're all agreeing that this tactic was not beautifully and it was certainly not eloquent, but he, that's, that's his role. He's, he's not, he's not my manager telling me that I can't take below 7%. He's teaching right. an agent how to defend what it is that they're doing how to show their value. And again, that seller can still certainly say no. And the agent can still say, okay, well, I'm worth seven. And if you're not going to hire me for that, then I'm going to find someone that will. So again, it's interesting that they brought Mike Ferry into this, um, considering his role in the real estate industry. That's right. Here's what agents said uh, last week on a survey, 56 plus percent said commissions would decline if, um, the offers of compensation to buyer agents from listing agents went away. 28.8% uh, that said they wouldn't expect commissions to change at all. And 14% uh, plus percent said commissions would rise as a result, uh, which there is a case for that, Nicole, that, you know, if the buyer agent now is not able to receive a commission from the listing broker, um, that they would end up that some of these contracts would change and that buyer agents would now be able to write in in their offer going to the seller um what their commission is and that they would hold up a deal potentially mm. a week before closing and so that's the argument for hire now the the argument from these from these uh uh sellers here uh these average ordinary people as they're they're uh, presenting them yeah is that they would have been happy to they think it's unfair and they would have been happy to pay their buyer agent direct when they bought their home um again i think the unfair case i just don't i don't like it it's weak it's like you know give us some evidence on where there has been a conspiracy and you've been tricked into it they admitted on the stand a couple of them um that they in fact were not tricked that they were you know, signing 
contracts on their own will uh, that they negotiated in good faith and that they didn't believe that their agent was trying to trick them. So, hmm. um, you know, interesting. All right. So let's just go in what, with what happened yesterday. Okay. You had testimony from Sharon Millette, who is a uh, former uh, NAR president. Okay. Um, and also Bob Goldberg was questioned. Okay. Ketchmark, the attorney for the plaintiffs said of Millette, what a wonderfully nice woman. So really liked Miss um, Millette, Sharon Millette, mm -hmm. uh, who was questioned, the former NAR president questioned around the cooperative compensation rule. Uh, his quote was, we never suggested her work in 1992 was part of this conspiracy, Ketchmark said, referring to an alleged conspiracy to inflate commissions. It's how the rule is being followed and enforced now that's the issue. And all the defendants know it, and that's why they're so afraid. This catch mark really, like, throws out the rabbit. Everybody's afraid. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, he's a feisty character, it seems, in these quotes. I don't know. I don't know him, but I'm just going based off of these reports here uh, and some of his quotes. All right, so on the witness stand, Bob Goldberg, NAR's current CEO, who we've been very, um, you know, we've been very not You've hard on, I, I would say we've been, we've had given them constructive criticism here. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, is that what you say? Go, Bob Goldberg. Yeah. We've given yeah. some constructive criticism okay. to Mr. Goldberg. Yeah. Um, I think we've been fair with, you know, I don't think he's done a great job. Let's just put it that way, but he is the CEO. So he's on the stand. Um, and he said that, uh, the trade organization, national, state, and local realtor associations have common membership, but not common control. Uh, he also said the state and local associations are all independent of NAR. Hmm. Uh, I, I kind of hmm. don't agree there. I kind of don't agree either. <laughs> okay. So I think that's a load of I mean, crap. if I'm paying car, I have to pay NAR. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't agree with that. Um when asked whether NAR trains its members what commissions to charge their clients, Goldberg says, we don't touch that. That's taboo. I agree with that. NAR doesn't um, train members on what commissions to charge. I've never seen that. Have you seen that? Never. No, no. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Um, when uh, suggested last week that NAR incentive in alleged conspiracy was to maintain its dues revenue, Goldberg, quote unquote, replied, that's preposterous because we are commission benign. Uh, what he meant is the $150 annual dues get paid regardless of what a member charges or how much they make, which is true. So you could have a MLS only broker who's right. like um, taking a $500 fee to list a home on the MLS, or you could have somebody charging XYZ percent. Right. To list homes on the MLS. In both scenarios, they can be a member of NAR paying right. their They're annual due. dues. Right. So I agree with that. Um, uh, there was some scheduling issues, I guess, here uh, yesterday. So they were discussing that. Um, the BHHS uh, representative said there's the plaintiffs have failed to find any evidence of any kind that the franchisor revolves in a franchise uh, conspiracy to keep commissions high, lacking any direct or circumstantial evidence of an actual conspiratorial agreement to follow and enforce the rule. Plaintiffs have instead focused their case on red herrings. Okay. 
Uh, this is in a Monday filing. Motion for judgment as a matter of law, wherein the court is asked to enter a legal ruling prior to a jury verdict on the basis that no jury would rule otherwise. So um, they're taking the case right now of like, dude, just throw this out. This is silly. Silly. No reasonable jury could find in plaintiff's favor on their conspiracy claim against any one of the home services defendants. This is the Robert McGill attorney uh, who had that NAR and Keller Williams would file similar arguments. So they're saying, let's just get, let's just move on. This is stupid. We're talking about feelings here. Feelings are not evidence. So that that's, I guess, where we're at right now. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, Well, it sounds like he gets cross-examined today, so we'll see how that all goes. Yeah, I think that's where it's going to get a little bit more interesting, a little bit more spicy. We're obviously going to continue to follow it every step of the way. Um, And and I I think there's a big difference between, you know, like if the evidence is that Mike Ferry script and feelings Mm -hmm. of fairness and then a conspiracy, I think we're pretty far apart. So, um We'll see where this ends up. We'll keep covering it here. Love to know your thoughts, your comments, obviously, down below. Uh, Certainly subscribe and hit the bell to the channel. We appreciate all your support here on the BAM channel. Nicole, I'll see you hopefully uh, tomorrow if the flight is not delayed. Sounds like I probably won't then, but I look forward to seeing you. (laughs) See you on Thursday. All right. (laughs) Keep it real. Bye, guys.